is really where your your coffee is getting. If it's a light roast, you're you're paying very close attention um, because when that light when that first crack happens, um, your your coffee is starting to change. Welcome to the Coffee Snobs podcast, where we just really love good coffee. Grab your cup of coffee and join us each episode as we explore any and everything coffee-related. From pour-overs to lattes to the coffee experience, we explore it all. Because, well, life's too short to drink bad coffee. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the Coffee Snobs podcast. It's me, Tyler, and I'm joined, as always... By the man, the myth, the legend, Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, Beaver. Well, hello. Uh, this time uh, is much better. How are you, man? I am doing well. I am not in the studio, the lab at LockDoc, but, you know, it's all good. So. No, and I'm in, a, I'm in a different location. We have like, uh, I think currently at this moment we have like seven, no, we got six different ways to record audio in here. So I'm I'm actually at a different desk uh, recording. Uh, yeah, so it's this will be fun. Last time, if you did not catch our previous episode, episode 43, we spoke with Andreas of uh, Jags Head Coffee in Charlotte, and they have a really cool story. They actually, his family owns the farms in El Salvador, and they grow the beans, and then Andreas roasts the beans here in Charlotte. But we got to talking, Aaron and I, and... We'd never really given like a broad overview of just the very basics of roasting coffee beans. So in our main segment, we're going to let Aaron educate us on roasting coffee. Uh, but for now, let's start off like we do every episode with what's in your cup. Aaron, what are you drinking today, bud? Oh man, well, this is super disappointing, but in my haste to get uh, to this seat, I have a empty coffee cup. Like literally, it's it's taunting me. Um, Eat me. Yeah, it is. Uh, I did, I already have had uh, a cup of coffee this morning, um, but uh, that was, that was a, a, a mixture. So I have my roastful subscription. And yep, Zach's when, it, when it comes down to getting to the low end of the ba- ends of the bag, and when there's like five grams or seven grams left, I will leave those empty, and then I get to make a blend at the end of uh, when the roastful is done. So this morning was uh, two different bags, and I made sixteen gram. Uh, cup of coffee. That's how much coffee, ground coffee, I used in it, uh, and it's actually really, really good. It 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 was yeah, it was it was fun. <laughs> Carefully curated by Roastful, you know, you have these two or three really specific roasts, and Aaron just like, eh, forget that. I'm gonna mix them all together. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it was desperate good. Times I mean, it, it is different. Yeah, it, it was it was uh, different, but I mean, it's two extremely light roasts. And yeah, and you know we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. But it's it when you mix two light roast, you know you're already getting a very um, flavorful cup. And so you know it's it, it's 
I I've done it quite a bit. I mean, I don't go ahead go around telling people that I'm that I'm making my own blend because <laughs> you you'd, uh, you would get shamed. But uh, rightfully so. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, well, good. Yeah, hey. that's what's in my cup. I haven't haven't been to any stores or any shops, um, but I did see that Bloomberg, uh, the um, online or a news, news source, source, yeah, talked about that local coffee shops are on uh, the decline aggressively, and that um, we would see a surge in big. Uh, brand coffee shops, which is well, very disappointing. That is um, very sad. And, and I'm going to do my best not to let that happen, but uh, I just yeah. saw that article yesterday. Um, well, if and, you saw uh, it on the internet, you know it's true, So, and well, it's not biased. But no, that's not really surprising. Um, and that's just a great reminder to us and all the listeners, support your local coffee yeah. shops. Um, yeah. Well, I'm going to steal this away from you. So what about you? you? Yeah, uh, actually, I am. I think I just finished off this morning the last of some of those. Uh, was it? Finca El Cipres beans Ooh, look that at you. Andreas uh, let us sample a week or so ago, and I've been really enjoying those in an americano making yeah. it here at the house. So I'm about out of those. I got to get some new beans. And it's been a while since you've uh, mentioned your machine. What which machine do you have again? I just have a. Breville Duo Temp. Uh, it's not a super fancy. It's a electric boiler, I think, yeah. from uh, them. But I got a really good deal on it a couple yeah. years back, and it's just my my workhorse. It's not yeah. fancy, but it works. And yeah. um, I have been to Groundwork a couple times recently, and they have their fall menus out and sample that. And again, the people there are just super nice and they're not snooty and pretentious, which we'll discuss briefly in a moment. Yeah. But, um, you know, hey, they've been really busy to my understanding. So some of the local coffee shops are being supported. But anyway, yeah. we are anti Starbucks and all that stuff. <laughs> but, you know, that is a great segue Look because we have, we're going to start off today. We have actually three, count them three, three. listener questions. And we're going to try to address those in a timely manner. So the first question comes to us from Instagram from Jayberg. I don't know him personally. Maybe his name is Jay. But anyway, he's asking, have you heard about the Panera subscription? Uh, is it worth looking into? And I asked you about it and you say, I don't know about it because I don't really go to Panera Bread very often. But what Panera Bread uh, recently started is is called the My Panera Coffee subscription. It is eight dollars and ninety nine cents per month, and essentially you can go into Panera, any Panera location, and get coffee, tea, or cold brew as frequently as you like. It does say on the website you can only get a refill or a new beverage every two hours. Initial thoughts on that, Aaron. What's what's your thoughts? Yeah. So you know, I mean, I think this is a. Uh, let's be honest of what it is. It's a great marketing and um, marketing ploy from Panera. I mean, w- what does a shop like a restaurant need? And it needs butts coming through the door. It needs foot yep. traffic. And so if you can say, you know what, instead of going to Starbucks and sitting through the line, hey, I will run over to Panera and grab my cup of coffee. And you know, while I'm there, I'll get me a, 
a cookie or a bread or a treat. Uh, it's a great marketing uh, ploy from from Pranera. Yeah. Um, you know, they do mention that they uh, their premium coffees, which again, you know. Uh, there's no description of what the coffee no. is or any it's of that. It's a hundred percent arabica, but that could mean right. I mean, a lot of things. It could it could mean a hundred percent of the arabica beans are arabica. So it's not like like don't <laughs> like yes, that is a yeah. uh, a tactic that um, people use. That a hundred percent of the arabica beans that they put in are arabica beans. Not that a hundred percent of the beans are Arabica beans. So, um, yes, you fancy can language. be um, fancy language. But, you know, I, I've, I, have never, um, I have never had Panera coffee, honestly. Yeah. And so maybe something to try. But he, he, this, is, this is, again, you know, what I, would, what I would say. Like, Panera is not a coffee shop. Like, at the end of the day, yeah. they're not a coffee shop. And, and – you know, it's going to be instant coffee, even if it's um, said that it's sorted. You know, they have a video on their on their website of of uh, a employee sorting beans, like going through the sorting table, and you know, nah. um, and they basically are showing you from farm to uh, sorting. They've got a slideshow that goes from the farm to the sorting to a warehouse to a roaster. Uh, then from a sure, uh, yeah. from a hopper to your cup, essentially, is what they're saying. And just you know, just be mindful. It's not a coffee shop. They they yeah. don't necessarily care about coffee. They're just wanting butts to come through the door. So that's my take on it. I'm not gonna say it's like like if you were having to choose. If you're a Starbucks drinker and you had the option to choose between Panera and Starbucks. I would say that it's probably going to be the best bang for your buck, but oh, yeah. it's. I yeah. wouldn't say it's as crafted. I would say it's a lesser crafted than the Bucks. Uh, yeah, I would agree with you there. I have had Panera coffee before, and it's it's not terrible. Let's just say that. Um, it's probably on the level of like honestly a Dunkin' Donuts or something. Would so, it be the level of Taco Bell coffee? I think. I think that is a very <laughs> low bar to jump over. So no, but I, I looked at this from an economical standpoint. They're yeah. they're um, iced coffee with uh, cold, or excuse me, they have cold brew with cream and all that stuff. That that averages three bucks, three fifty. Their hot coffee is you know two to five, two to three dollars per cup. So basically, if you enjoy eating at Panera anyway, after you if you get at least three to four drinks a month. You're getting your money's worth. Yeah. Now, I think Panera does offer espresso beverages, lattes, and stuff like that. I wouldn't think they would probably be to the coffee snobs liking, but those are not included. So it really just boils down to if you're going to be already around, maybe you work near a Panera and you eat there occasionally. They have tea, coffee, cold brew, um, nine bucks, you know, not the worst deal, but it just really depends on your situation whether you like going to Panera to eat would be my take on it. So yeah, I would read the fine print. I mean, it is like if you frequent Panera bread for your morning uh, bagels or yeah, I mean, whatever. 
and then then it's 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 probably not a, a bad deal but yeah. you think coffee and you think everything under the sun and that's not the case so you know if you're you know trying to compare this to a Starbucks and getting um, because it is at that level we're not going to put yeah. it even in a close comparison to an actual coffee shop um, no. so so we're going to make that very clear. Like this is not a comparison to, hey, go into a local coffee shop and get coffee. It's not even going to be close. So, um, uh, and I wouldn't even put it close to the the bucks. Like I would put um, it just to mm. be like, hey, instead of going to QT to pick up uh, <laughs> coffee, I'm going to go to Panera because yeah. it's cheaper. So that would be how I'd look at it. But uh, if you do uh, have a coffee subscription or like, the Panera Coffee. Listen, please shoot us a DM on the Instagram or leave a comment um, on yeah. the podcast. We, we we would love to know. I mean, you know, we're not um, uh, super knowledgeable of this because I'm, I'm I don't visit Panera, <laughs> but uh, yeah, let us know what you think on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, moving on. Next question. This is from John out there in social media land. He said, "What is the deal with Big Face Coffee?" And Aaron, I know you are super sports oh. fan, so I mean you're all over. <laughs> um, this is actually a pretty fun little thing. I, I looked up um, the NBA. I think they just actually finished the championship last night, but they've been playing for the past three months in the happiest place on earth. They've had a bubble in, in Kmart? Walt Disney World in oh. Walt Disney, not oh, Kmart. Walt Disney. <laughs> and uh, essentially, they took the the playoff teams and they were in a bubble they were staying at a couple different hotels and they basically went from their hotel to practice and play and that was essentially it so one of the players for the Miami Heat his name is uh, Jimmy Butler he was not very interested in coffee because the coffee that they offered at the hotels was like the you know that's pre-packaged pods and not very good stuff so he was like this sucks and he's actually a coffee fan so he had uh, his own setup delivered to his hotel, a French press, a pour over, a grinder. And I'll post a picture on our Instagram. Basically, he had a menu uh, and it was really funny. Didn't matter what you wanted to get, a small pour over, a, a medium, a large, $20 cash. <laughs> and he basically is like, you know what? I have a monopoly because there's garbage coffee here. And if you want something that's not total garbage, come see me. And it was kind of a big joke with uh, him and the team, but it's kind of interesting. You know, you wouldn't think about an NBA player necessarily being a huge coffee fan, but he actually, I think he had some pretty serious gear delivered, and he was offering espresso and stuff. But I just thought that was kind of interesting and, and kind of funny and showing that even millionaires are subject to horrible hotel coffee. And uh, when you get desperate, maybe he had like beans smuggled in. Through maybe the, maybe we, uh, yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's a question. He could have called us. Like we could have been his, I would have gone down there and, and I mean, took one for the for, team and been like right. the personal barista for the NBA playoffs team. Well, think about it. You've been put in a bubble and you're contaminating yourself with some outside source of beans. But, hey, NBA players <laughs> love coffee, too. Absolutely. That's what that's the takeaway from this is NBA players love coffee, too. I, I think, you know, kudos to him for uh, seizing an opportunity. Um, I think those guys could come off a little bit of coin. So $20 a cup is probably not as bad. I thought that was bad. really funny. It's like, you want a small drip coffee? 20 bucks. <laughs> that's that's right. great. 
Well, that was a little interesting. Um, and we have another interesting question kind of from a listener slash uh, personal acquaintance named Heather. And Aaron, uh, throw this out there for us. So we've all been to a coffee shop that um, their menu or their place that you know they're going to order drinks, I'm not even going to call it a menu, um, is not well documented. And, you know, I think all of us have at some point in time uh, encountered a true snob. I mean, I'm a true snob, um, and I know what I want, and Obviously. I uh, I like what I like. Uh, but uh, this listener went to a coffee shop, and I actually got a text message, and I we will post the text message uh, in one of our Instagram stories. Uh, but this listener went to a local coffee shop um, outside of our area and went to order a drink, and uh, the barista was uh, a little snooty. A little snooty, snooty. yeah. So we're, we're going to kind of dive into this a little bit and, and give an explainer, but uh, their menu was not very well documented. Um, they had what beans they had to offer, but the beverages that they had to offer um, were not... Uh, we're not very descriptive. Like they had latte, but they didn't have any th- anything else, and so it was kind of uh, you had to kind of understand a little bit. And and this person would not classify themselves as a coffee snob. As a matter of fact, they would they love to say that they're not a coffee snob. Uh, but she ordered a macchiato, and the response from the barista was classic. Do you know what a macchiato is, Tyler? Well, I do, but I, in my head, I'm picturing, you know, what we talked about. Oh, this looks like a cool coffee shop. They've got a sparse menu, it says, you know, latte, yep. Americano, four bucks, five bucks, whatever. Yep. So I'm assuming the listener went in and was like, oh, this place is probably pretty good. Yeah. I want a macchiato. Yep. And I'm going to be presumptive, but I think a lot of people, when they hear macchiato, the first thing that comes to mind is, the Starbucks, yep. the caramel macchiato, like that was, that's just synonymous with, you know, coffee. Yeah. So the Starbucks, just so everybody knows, they don't make a traditional latte. Uh, <clears throat> the Starbucks, they make a, what is technically called a latte macchiato. So that's essentially caramel syrup, espresso, steamed milk, and and foam. It's, it's almost like a regular latte in my opinion. So... With Tyler asking, explaining that, the barista behind the counter said, so you're wanting a Starbucks macchiato or are you wanting a traditional macchiato? And so it was kind of, uh, the the person told me when they texted me that they, they did it with the stain in their voice. Like they were yes. like, uh, so are you asking for a Starbucks macchiato? And then uh, what was hilarious is... After she was like, do you have almond milk? And the woman was like, yes. And then she proceeded to to start to make the beverage. And the person that was in the store was like, well, hold on. I don't know if I want that. And the, and the, the barista said, you know what? I think you would enjoy our lattes. And she, she made her a latte without even asking anything else. The, well, that's... Uh but that's, I think, but I think she did what she she 
I think she read the listener pretty well because the listener yeah. was wanting a, a Starbucks latte macchiato. Sure. And well, let's just clear. All right, so just so everybody is clear for the true coffee snob, macchiato uh, technically is Italian for the word marked or stained. And essentially, it's kind of like a primer into espresso. It's, a, it's espresso that is stained with milk. So you're essentially putting a, a double espresso shot, uh, just a little bit of steamed milk, and then topping it with foam. So there's not typically syrups in there or fancy milks, almond milk, oat milk, stuff like that. So, so would that not be the reverse of a flat white kind of of what Starbucks yeah. is called a flat white? Exactly. So I actually experienced something similar. I was at a coffee shop not too long ago. Somebody came in, asked for a macchiato, and I couldn't help but overhear the barista essentially clarified like this uh, listener. They said, so we make our macchiatos the traditional way. Are you? Would you like something like that or more of the Starbucks version? But they did it in a more friendly and, and, and educational um way they weren't so super dismissive so it sounds like this listener essentially got probably the drink that they were kind of looking for yeah i really hate to hear that that the barista was kind of a yeah um, i think it was a a good reminder like you know if 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 bloomberg is accurate in their uh decline of of like boutique coffee shops then to get more people in to make it feel comfortable of ordering from a place that is a specialty place. Like we all love the vibe and the feel and the the look, but we all hate to be made to feel like idiots. So, you know, maybe sure up your menu. I mean, like I I know what I want and, but I, but I didn't, I mean, dude, if we go back to the first few episodes of this, (laughs) even us knowing what we thinking, we know it all. Yeah. yeah, And we sounded like idiots. Um, Still do. So I would say uh, I, I had a huge laugh because I thought this was like a great um, a, 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 like when this text message came through, I was like, oh, this is great because it couldn't happen yeah. to a, a better person. Um, <laughs> but uh, so to our listener, thank you for hey. uh, sending that in. Listen, if you ever have any questions or thoughts or uh, topics, be sure to send those in. And um, we we yeah. love answering them, and we we talk about them uh, off off air. Um, so we really enjoy those. So uh, on to our next topic, Tyler, of roasting. Alrighty, for today's main topic, we are basically doing the basics of roasting coffee beans. We've talked at length before. You know, certain people like medium roast and light roast or dark roast, different things like that, and. We're going to do, hopefully, a future episode, another one with Andreas, where he can really, you know, drill down into more of the the, the nitty-gritty of roasting, because obviously Aaron and I, neither one of us have roasted our own beans yet, but um, there are some really good videos on YouTube. There's a uh, channel called, I think it's Roaster School Online, and they go over... You know, you're starting from from a a green bean. What are we going to do to get that ready to make coffee? Okay, so Tyler, explaining the coffee roasting, I'm going to, this is going to be a basic, like, very mild overview because, uh, once again, 
I have never, nor have you roasted. Um, and it's been something that we have researched. Uh, we've dove into, uh, watched a crap ton of, uh, YouTube videos. And at one point, if I'm not mistaken, right when the podcast started, both me and you were thinking about getting, um, one of the like one kilo little air roasters. Uh, but then after doing some like diving and, and understanding like to really roast properly is to control uh, the variables and control like the heat and control the the uh, heat to get it off. Um, I did not decide to do that, nor did you. And so I'm going to kind of go through uh, the process of of roasting. And it's a like I said, it's a uh, a basic glaze over. We can deep dive, but here we go. All beans are green. They come to the roaster. Uh, green beans. And so you don't have a dark roast, a light roast, or um, any different variation of roast. It all starts with a green bean. So all of your light roast come from the same bean as your dark roast. And so with that, there are different ways that you can roast. And essentially, to break it down super easy is the roast is how long the coffee bean is in the oven. That's what we're just going to call it. So how long is um, the coffee bean, the green bean in the oven or in the roaster? And the longer it's in, the darker it gets, the more um, the more it makes it a dark roast, the more it starts to change it. And so uh, what you do is you essentially start your roaster and get it up to temp. And so you want to get your roaster up to the operating temp, and that would be determined in your roasting profile. So everything is driven from a roasting profile. And if I'm not mistaken, most uh, places where you would buy your beans, you can request or a profile would come with it of kind of where to start. And this is where a lot of um, the men are separated from the boys in the roasting game. When you can dial in a profile and actually read the bean well enough to produce a good uh, coffee um, out of it, that's really where uh, the top-notch shops really uh, shine and where the people can really understand the bean that they're working with. But once your machine is up to temp, you will place the beans in the roaster, and that's normally um, you're listening because the temp is going to going to drastically drop in the machine when you add your green beans in because at this moment there's a lot of water and moisture in those beans and your goal is to get that water and moisture out and so about a minute and 20 to a minute and 40 in you're going to have the turning point and that's really where the temperature is at its lowest and it will start to uh, increase in um, in the roasting machine. And so um, at that point, you're listening for, uh, you're starting to listen for the crack. And so you're starting to listen to um, uh, the beans starting to react to the temperature because think of it like popcorn. It doesn't pop or do anything like popcorn, like it doesn't change its, sh- its shape, but it does crack. And so that bean, um, you're wanting to listen to the crack. And you're, mm-hmm. you're paying very close attention to the machine. 
And so at that moment, you're 120 to 140 in, and then your next um, uh, really good check is around the five to six minute mark, and that's going to be the yellowing. The temperature should be raising. It would be 140 to 160 C, depending on your profile. That could fluctuate quite a bit, but just know that um, this is the Maillard, M A L I M A I L L A R D, and this is that process. And so this is where the body and the sweetness is coming in. So between the five to eight minute and thirty second mark. This is really the body and the sweetness area. And so um, at that moment, you're going to go from your yellowing at the five to six minute mark all the way to the bread where it's going to look like a loaf of bread. That's why it's it's very descriptive. And so it's going to be that lightish brown color. It's not gotten uh, dark. And so at the eight minute uh, and 8.30 to 9.30, you're going to hear your first crack. And the temperature at that moment is up to a 190 C to 200 C. And that first crack is really where your your coffee is getting. If it's a light roast, you're, you're paying very close attention um, because when that light, when that first crack happens, um, your, your coffee is starting to change. It's starting to finish its process. And so the last little portion of the roasting is really determined on the level of roast that you want. Do you want a light roast, a dark roast? Um, do you want it to be burnt like the bucks? Whatever you want to do um, is kind of from that first crack on. And so that's where you're determining what type of roast of coffee you want is after the first crack, the longer you keep it in, the darker the roast it is. And so yep. this is where we really like um, the light roast because it's right off of the heels of the body and sweetness. And so um, you're, get, you're into your caramelization and acids um, in the once the first crack hip happens. And so that sweetness and body is still in the bean and hasn't been burnt out uh, if it is a light roast. And so that's a basic glaze over of the roasting uh, process and kind of the profile, you would hear the profile. Essentially, it's um, a clock, and things happen at almost like clockwork uh, on a roasting profile. And so that's how a roaster can get a consistent uh, bag of beans over and over is they use the same profile. So they put the bean in, or they warm the machine up. They Once the machine is warmed, then they place their beans in. Then they know at the 120 to 140 range, and that's Fahrenheit, not Celsius. Their beans are going to have a turning point. Then they're going to go to the yellowing at five to six minutes. And then they're going to go to the bread phase around the eight-minute mark. And then they're going to go to the first crack at the 930. And then from the 930 on until they remove the beans out of the roaster, that's where they're setting the roast. The light roast, the dark roast, the medium roast, whatever it is, that's from that point. And so one of the things that a lot of coffee shops or one of the things that roasters are very um, pay a close attention to is once the bean is finished its roast, then it gets dropped into a coffee. Um, it, it's basically like a, a round barrel that has a sweeping arm on it, and it basically stirs the coffee. Because what happens is that coffee bean is hot, and if they do not remove 
uh, the temperature out of it and and allow it to breathe, then it will continue to cook itself. And so you may have a light roast when it comes out, but the reality is as it sets on top of each other, those beans will continue to cook themselves internally and it will no longer be a light roast like it was when it came out of the roaster. It will be a medium roast or it will change its characteristic of what you did not want. Um, and so that's just basic uh, overview of coffee roasting. Um, I, this is something that I hope to get to do at some point in time. Uh, I would love to visit uh, shops that, that roast their own and kind of understand how they're doing it and the different processes and listening to the uh, first crack and, and seeing the yellowing and, and seeing the bread and kind of understanding uh, what happens. Um, there's a lot more information uh, in the roasting process, uh, a lot more information. So uh, what I would recommend is uh, you can search anatomy of a roasting profile, and that is probably the best way. Uh, Mill City Roaster does a great uh, roasting YouTube series um, on how to, to roast properly, uh, but if you're just wanting to read something, uh, the anatomy of a roast uh, profile is a really good read. And so, uh, you know, I, I, I love the nerdy stuff, um, like I always say. And so I hope this is not too, too nerdy, but um, this has been fun looking into. And at some point in time, we will have a roaster and uh, we will make coffee snob beans. I think that would be cool. So uh, back to you, Tyler. Well, Aaron, thank you very much for talking about uh, roasting. And again, it's something I truly did not know a lot about. And, you know, it's something we're going to have to really do some more research on to to continue to educate ourselves on. So uh, that's going to wrap up today's show. Thanks, everybody, for listening again. If you want to reach out to us, uh, one of the easiest ways is our website, coffeesnobs.net forward slash connect. That gives you some of our social media contacts and handles. And again, we love hearing from listeners. So hit us up with uh, topic suggestions and any questions you might have. And for Aaron, this is Tyler. We will see you on the next show. Adios.